Pod Jerky. You're listening to Pod Jerky. Don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Pod Jerky. This episode, we're going to be talking about all the celebrities that Tom has run into. I don't run into anybody unless there's something going down, some pod jerky juice. But no, I haven't met anybody, but Tom has, and now he's going to tell you everything. So there's a lot of celebrities that I've met, and I've been lucky to be able to uh, meet some of these guys. And I remember years back, uh, I think the first one that I met was a Toronto Argonaut. And I, I kind of felt bad at that point because he was at a Sears store and there was nobody there. There was nobody in line to get an autograph there. I really, I just walked up to the table. I didn't even know, like there was not even any promotion that he was going to be there. And I walked through the store and I saw him there and I was like, hey, he plays for the Toronto Argonauts. And for those who don't know who the Toronto Argonauts are, they're the CFL team and that's a Canadian football league. And I went up to the table and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Can I get your autograph? And he signed it. And it looked like I was the only guy there because I, I talked to him and I was like, hey, are there, you know, were there a lot of people here? He's like, no, not really. And I was like, what a waste of time. I felt bad for the guy because it was more of a waste of time for him to have to be there to maybe only sign one autograph. And I don't know if it was the lack of advertising for him or if it was the lack of care for the CFL. I don't know what it was uh, because it, it was just it was kind of sad to see because usually when you see celebrities, you see uh, long lineups. Uh, if you see sports stars, you see long lineups. And uh, that was really uh, just sad to see. Isn't The Rock working with the CFL right now on some sort of deal? So the, the Rock uh, owns the XFL, and they're in partnership with the CFL. Uh, they have just said that there are there there's kind of a collaboration between the XFL and the CFL. So we're we're waiting to see what that collaboration is. The Rock actually came up to the CFL early on in his career when he was doing the whole football thing, and he actually didn't make it at that point. And he said that at that time there. That was a pivotal moment in his life changing and how it went off onto bigger and better things and look at him now. So he has a very special place in his heart for Canada, the CFL, and that sort of, I don't know, that brick wall that he hit, that seems to happen to a lot of people. I guess it can go one of two ways. You can take it as a defeat, put your tail in between your legs and just run off into a corner, or you can build from that, reset you know, and try different things. And that's what he did. But I also think his mentality and his character helped him be who he is right now. And, you know, all the success that he's garnered over the years, especially with wrestling, all that stuff, you know, you can tell either you have it or you don't. Right. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Sorry. Well, let's stick on the wrestling thing and move on to uh, some of the other wrestlers that I have met. And I'm going to start with uh, someone called Spike Dudley, and he wrestled in the WWE. He wrestled in ECW, and it was pretty cool. Like ECW had ended up coming to Toronto, and my my friends and I were big fans of ECW at the time, and we went early. It was myself and a buddy of mine went very, very early, and while we were there, I um, wore one of my wrestling shirts that I had back then, and I had my bandana on, and I got there, and security came up to me and said, hey, you can go straight into the back there, and I was like, What? Because it was first come, first serve with the seating. And uh, he was like, yeah, you go straight in. And the guy actually thought I was a wrestler. Uh, he was telling me <laughs> who was there. Hilarious. Yeah. So he was like, you know, go in. Paul Heyman's there and Taz is there and Chili Willie's there. And I was like, 
so I can just walk straight in and go see them? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, I, I don't think this guy knows who I am. I think he thinks I'm someone else. So I ended up telling him, like, I'm not a wrestler. He was like, oh, so sorry. So, you know, we ended up staying in line. I think we were there for nine hours before our other friends showed up because, again, first come, first serve. So we wanted, like, the best seats in the house. And while I was there, one of the wrestlers, Spike Dudley, came out and he was, like, greeting people in line. So he actually came over and he started talking to me and we were just talking a little bit and then he got a, a, a picture with me um it was pretty cool he's holding like um a black blue beer can uh, having a beer outside with the fans like taking pictures and stuff uh and he actually stopped to talk to me because i don't know if he heard the story from the security guard of that they were going to let him in because at that time i was a lot bigger as well uh i was probably close to about 250 at that time uh so i was a lot bigger than i am now and probably looked like a wrestler back then. So I guess that was where the mistake was made. Dude, um, you know what? When they said you can just go right in, you should have been all over that, man. Could you imagine the pictures, the stories, the autographs that you could have gotten? Oh, yeah, that, I know. That would have been I, crazy. I just, well, I was confused. It was like... 6.30 in the morning, I think, when we got there. And I was just confused. He saw me walking up towards the building and just told me, go, go straight in. And I was just confused at that time. It was still early. I was still, like, half asleep. I was with my buddy. And I was like, if they're asking me, like, why are they think, like, why do they think that my buddy is, uh, like, who, does it, who do they think he is? Um, Your manager. Because, you know, like, I, I, it could have been. It could have been. So, I, I mean, that was, uh, that was pretty funny, that story. But um, what, what usually happens is, is when uh, the WWE would come to Toronto, they would always frequent this one restaurant. And people knew about it. And it was Eastside Mario's at the time. And it was right by the airport. So we would make a habit of booking a table when we knew that day that they were going to be wrestling there. So we go in there and there are a ton of wrestlers there. Um, it ended up being uh, Val Venus, uh, Big Boss Man, uh, Nikolai Volkov, uh, The Godfather, um, and Edge. And uh, I believe it was Christian as well. So I, I ended up getting to meet all of them. And it was a funny story with Edge. Uh, hometown Canadian boy uh, was in the WWE it was a big exciting thing for him and we we went up to uh, to go get an autograph my friend's like come on come on let's go get an autograph from him and I was like the guy's eating I don't want to bother him while he's eating his his dinner and she's like no 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 he's fine he's fine just come come and get his autograph and I was like I, I don't want to so she pulls me over and says to Edge hey my friend is too shy to get an autograph from you. I was like, I'm not shy. I just don't want to bother you while you're eating. I can see like, I'll wait until you're done eating. So he actually signs my autograph to shy Tom from edge. So I was like, I got a good laugh out of that. It was, it was pretty funny. It was like, Hey, listen, he goes, uh, we're used to it. He goes, you know, people come up to us at any time. Doesn't matter for eating or having a drink or, you know, talking to people. If you see, you know, you're part of a public figure, we understand that that's going to happen. So uh, don't be, you know, shy to come over. But I appreciate the fact that, you know, you actually were going to wait. So what year was this? Oh, man, this had to be uh, early 2000s, I have to say. Maybe, maybe 90 or late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. That would have been. So, I mean, Edge is still around today. He's still wrestling today. He had to take 10 years off. He broke his neck. 
and actually was uh, got something fused or something in his neck. Something happened, and he's actually back wrestling today. So good to see that uh, our Canadian talent is still going. Well, that reminds me of the story that you were telling me about. Uh, who was it? Stone Cold and his issue with his neck. Do you remember that? You were telling me that he broke his neck once or twice or it was in two spots. I can't remember. Yeah. So Austin, like for those who are wrestling fans, everybody already knows this. But uh, Steve Austin was wrestling Owen Hart and Owen Hart went to give him a pile driver, but he didn't protect his neck properly. Ended up doing something to the C4 and C5 or C3 and C4 vertebrae in his neck. And he had to get end up getting like a fusion done. Um, they didn't think that he was ever going to wrestle again. And then he went on to have probably one of the most successful years or just careers in wrestling, uh, which just is a testament to his his work ethic and uh, his drive. He knew he was on a hot streak at the time. Getting out of it would have cost him a, a ton of money. So he just, you know, kept going with it and he continued to go on with it finally got the surgery done and then returned after the surgery. So he changed his style a bit. He didn't do any high flying moves that were going to cost him uh, his neck. There were no pile drivers allowed on him whatsoever. The uh, doctors recommended that. And as we know, for those who don't know, wrestling is scripted. So, you know, they, they choreograph some of that stuff, some of that stuff they call on the fly. But the rule was that there was no pile drivers for Austin. The beatings and the abuse that those guys take, I'm surprised any of them can still move or walk. You especially see them with their knee braces on. They're just a mess. And they even say it in uh, especially those interviews with the Broken Skull Sessions. You know, they have on The Undertaker or whoever it may be. Orton. (laughs) You got Okay. (laughs) Tell them. There are some very, very funny (laughs) Randy Orton videos out there. Uh, where Randy Orton RKO's the world. And we actually had tears coming down our eyes watching them. Like, it was just so funny to see him. Somebody just has way too much time on their hands and they Photoshop some stuff. If I have a chance, I'll try and post the link on our our socials, of course, on uh, Podjerky socials. That was some funny stuff, though. The guy who did that video, man, his timing was dead on and he did such an amazing job. And it was so funny. It was deadly funny. Yeah. You, we can't even describe it properly. We were dying. That's yeah. how funny it was. So Orton was on with Stone Cold and he was talking about the RKO. And he was talking about how that came to be. And I think he got the initial part of the move or uh, something like that from, I can't remember all the details. I don't usually remember anything, but he got it from somebody else. Somebody told him to take it a certain direction, put his little spin on it. And then I think he was walking in the hallways and McMahon was walking down the hall and he goes, how are we going to like market this? RKO came up and something like that. Boom. And I'm telling you, like that has to be one of the most famous moves out there. Besides the stunner, besides the stunner and beside the people's elbow. The marketing brilliance on that. You have your little bit of character, your flair, you're done. Just like with The Rock, just like with Stone Cold, just like with all these guys. So I kind of want to move on to uh, one of the NBA guys that I got to meet. And it was pretty cool. We had a competition in high school and it was a banner competition for the Toronto Raptors. And uh, first place won uh, 50 courtside seats, uh, 100, 500 level tickets. Man, and, that's sweet. Yeah. And a speaking engagement from a Toronto Raptor. So they sent a Toronto Raptor. So what we did is we, we made a banner in our art class and uh, we ended up sending it in. And we actually won. We won the banner contest. So we won the 50 courtside tickets, uh, which everyone in the class uh, that participated on uh, the banner uh, project got to get one of the tickets and, and sit courtside. 
And then uh, we raffled off the rest of uh, the hundred level tickets. Now, what we did with the raise, like the money that we raised is we actually donated it to the Kidney Foundation. And one of the players on the Raptors at the time, his name was Carlos Rogers. He had a sister who was going through something like uh, a kidney transplant or she had a kidney ailment. Uh, So we thought it would be a good idea. Hey, can we get Carlos Rogers to come down and we'll donate the check and we can give it to him to take down to the charity. And they ended up sending Carlos Rogers and Carlos Rogers came down to our school. Uh, He did like a a speaking engagement to all the kids there, talked about uh, how hard it was to get to the NBA and to, to stay in school. But I was the host of the show. So I actually started way back then in high school, uh, this public speaking thing. So maybe that's where I get it from. They asked me to host the show and I'd never done something like that before. So I was a little bit nervous going in front of the whole school and having to do a little bit of a a speaking engagement myself. And uh, I got to introduce Carlos Rogers. I got to meet with him and get a picture with him afterwards as well. Uh, And that was that was uh, pretty cool. Um, Then we moved on into uh, when I started working as um, in the school board. And I went into work one day and I had I had no clue this was going to happen. But the principal came to me and said, oh, by the way, you're going to your old high school today with a bunch of kids. And I was like, what are you talking about? And there and she was like, yeah, I'm sending you with another teacher to go to your old high school just to 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 bring a bunch of our kids. And apparently it was NBA day there. And uh, the uh, kids were so excited because it was this fit class that uh, NBA people would, were running. So there was a WNBA play, uh, player there. I think her name was Tamika Chambers. And then there was Robert Ori. And Robert Ori is a six-time, uh, six-time NBA champion. And he was actually at, at the school. And I thought that was really cool. I got to sit and talk with him, and I got to uh, get an autograph from him, and I got a picture with him. Uh, so it ended up being really, really cool that it just happened that one morning that the principal just said, "You're by the way, you're going. And I had no clue. I was not prepared for that at all. So you live in a pretty interesting universe. Let me tell you, when I was going to high school, <laughs> oh, you guys want to go on a field trip? Get back to work, you animals. <laughs> Absolutely less than zero. So the fact that you had all these experiences, even in high school, getting called to do the MC for the event, like that's pretty interesting. I didn't know about that. See, even stuff I don't know that yeah. I'm learning about now. Well, yeah, this is stuff cool. that I'm just uh, I'm just remembering as we're going along right now. And, or you're and, just making up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it up on the spot. You know, and and then, you know, I, I had a chance to meet a couple of NHL players. And I got to meet uh, Darcy Tucker, who played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he played for uh, some other teams in the NHL as well. Um, we were at a hockey game, I think in Kitchener. We were at like a, one of the minor affiliate teams, and Darcy Tucker was there, and I just ran into him in the concessions. And I was like, wait a minute, that's Darcy Tucker. So I went up and I started talking to him, got a photo with him as well. So that was pretty cool. And then I was down at the beer market, which is down on the Esplanade in, in Toronto, uh, it's a bar called The Beer Market, and I had stepped outside, and Vesatoskala was outside having a smoke and a beer, and he was the goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I was like, wait a minute, aren't you Vesatoskala? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, do you mind if I get a picture with you? So he, he was kind of like not enthused about it, but you know, he still let me get a picture with him, so that was pretty cool. And then I met Don Cherry. And Don Cherry, everybody knows who Don Cherry is. And I had an opportunity to meet him. Uh, he was really, really cool, really nice. Uh, he was actually at a Walmart. And that was uh, 
an autograph signing that he got to do. Uh, but again, I got to to get an opportunity to talk with him for a few minutes, and it was uh, pretty interesting. Okay, I'm trying to remember on my end. Let's see. Who have I run into? Cue the crickets music. <laughs> but okay, then <laughs> let, let's move on to martial arts because for people that know me, they know that I'm a huge MMA fan. Uh, not UFC fan, MMA. Uh, whoever's watching, uh, listening to this, please say it properly. It's not UFC. You don't train UFC. You don't fight UFC. You fight mixed martial arts. So uh, I'm a martial arts fan. And uh, we actually had a uh, they had a uh, convention down here. It was the UFC uh, first time in Canada, and they had this whole uh, fight pass thing where you would go down to uh, the Direct Energy building. And me and my buddy ended up going down probably at two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, and we stayed there for eight hours and we waited in line. But we were first in line, and again, first come, first serve. You came in, and then you would have to like scatter to go and see the fighters that were there. And uh, we we ended up doing that and we got perks for it. So we ended up getting merchandise from some of the sponsors that were there. We got shout outs on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Uh, it was a pretty cool uh, situation. But while we were there, I got to meet some of the like the, the names, the big names that were there. And that was Anderson Silva, John Jones. I, I want to say uh, Mac Danzig. I got to meet... Uh, Dan Hardy. I got to meet Vanderlei Silva. I got to meet uh, a lot of the big names. I got to meet uh, Shogun, um, Chuck Liddell. So that was really, really cool. And and I got to say, the, the one that was most excited to see anybody was Anderson Silva. And, and it was genuine. I, I believe it was really genuine. Uh, I met him actually for the third time at that, uh, that convention there. And I had met him the first time in Hamilton. And again, first in line, Amy was not happy with me that we went so early and had to wait. But, you know, we went down to uh, the store to go and meet Anderson Silva. And you got there and he was like, you know, he's got this high pitched voice when he talks. And it was just it was so nice to see big, big smile on his face when you were there. And you got up there and you tried to have a little conversation with him. And at his, that time, the English wasn't great. He was uh, more into the Portuguese language. And he would say, you know, Thank you so much for coming, you know, in that high pitch voice. And, you know, it, he looked really, really happy to see fans coming out to see him. And the, the, the last time that I met him, he was the same exact way. He hadn't changed at all. He was so happy to see his fans come out to see him. He was uh, happy to take pictures with them. He was happy to do uh, autograph sessions. It, it was just uh, it was fun to see. So I actually want to try and get him on the show as well. It would be great. I don't know how good his English would be uh, in having this, but I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can get Anderson Silva on the show because I have to tell you, that's my favorite fighter growing up uh, watching the MMA game. Is he still active? He has actually moved into boxing now, and he's going to be fighting Julio Cesar Chavez. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see just boxing where he can't use kicks or he can't use his jujitsu. So we'll see how good the hands are still. Um, but, you know, going and seeing all of these guys for MMA, uh, interesting story. We got to meet Frank Mir. Uh, Frank Mir was at a convenience store doing autographs during that weekend. And we, we ran uh, to the store to go get his autograph. We're like, hey, you know what? Why not? It's Frank Mir. Let's go and see. And the guys that were there didn't have any markers for him to actually sign autographs. Uh, so he had all these pictures, but he had no markers to sign. So we ended up giving him our markers, which actually caused us to get some other autographs while we were at the convention, because every time we went up and we saw the, the manager there, we were like, hey, we helped you out down at the other store. 
Now you got to help us out. Payback. So you see, there's always an end game to everything. There's always an end game. Uh, Dan Hardy, I got to say, was fantastic because when he did the photo op, and I'm going to be posting some of these pictures on our uh, on our uh, social media platforms, but Dan Hardy actually got up and actually did like the fight pose. And uh, I thought that was really cool. It was a really good photo op. And uh, I still have that picture hanging down in my basement now um, because it was a really good picture. Um, I got to meet uh, Nate Diaz, uh, one of the Diaz brothers, the famous Diaz brothers. Uh, John Jones, I got to meet before he became a star, uh, became a uh, UFC fighter champion. Um, I got to meet Roger Huerta when he was an up and coming star as well. So it was really cool. And the the best part of it was, is that my buddy and I were down there and we were trying to make a deal. We bought the official like uh, UFC like championship belts. And the best part of it was... The guy who was selling them was saying, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I can do this deal. Let me call and see what we can do. And they literally put the guy on the phone. Uh, my buddy worked out the deal with him. And who was on the phone? Dana White. So Dana really? White actually talked to us on the phone. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I was just like, I don't know. Was And then we were like, it was Dana White. Like he was literally saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it to you guys for that price. So it was pretty cool. And then we were in the building, actually, and we looked behind the corner and there was a curtain that we we walked up to and we pulled the curtain back and Dana White was standing like just maybe 10 feet behind the curtain and we're yelling at him. We're like, Dana, come here. We had just bought the limited edition uh, UFC action figure, not dolls, action figures. <laughs> and, that's, sorry, uh, that's a running thing between you and your wife. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, they're action figures. They are not dolls. But we brought it. It was still in the package and we wanted to get it autographed by Dana White. But he kind of turned his back on us and just walked away. And we were like, oh, that's a little disappointing. Like, it's not like anybody else saw him. It was just my friend and I. And we would have been able to get his autograph without anybody seeing. He was behind a curtain and we just kind of opened the curtain. Um, But he was there and we could have had the opportunity to meet him. But he just walked away. So that was the one that we didn't get to meet. Uh, Rashad Evans, we actually ran into. He was a light heavyweight champion in the UFC. Uh, We ran into at Young and Dundas Square. And for those who don't know what that is, it's just basically um, a big area downtown Toronto. Just has like artwork and fountains and just, you know, a, a lot of stuff that's going on down there. A lot of tents were set up down there, but we were just walking and we were walking uh, downtown and we just actually bumped into him. And I believe I bumped shoulders with him uh, and just kind of turned. I was like, hey, that's Rashad Evans. So he stopped and took a picture with us. So I think that was really cool as well. So I've had the opportunity to meet quite a few uh, celebrities uh, along the way. Um, And I know there's a lot of people that will say, you know, well, it's conventions and stuff like that. You didn't really get to meet them, but I did. Uh, I got to sit down with a few of these guys and actually have conversations with them. I talked for 10 minutes with Anderson Silva's uh, uh, manager. Uh, That was really, really cool. Uh, so, you know, I did get autographs from some of them, but some of them I got to have genuine conversations with, and I thought it was really, really cool. Well, you know, I think a lot of them appreciate authentic interactions with their fans, too, because, hey, just give me your signature so I can throw it up on eBay or something like that. You know, that's part of the game, right? But as long as you actually connect with the person on a personal level, you know, just like a regular human being, asking them questions, you know, interested about their stories and stuff like that, they might have their bad days, but... As long as you're there and you want to participate and actually get the real story, I'm sure that most of these guys want to tell it. They probably go through how many fans a day. Just say, hey, give me your picture. Give me your autograph. Uh, here, sign my doll. Sorry. <laughs> Collectible. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. Yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> That's so funny. 
tell them the story about your wall of collectibles in your basement. <laughs> well, they're they're all action figures, and uh, so it started off as this round five MMA action figures, and and Amy started me with the first one, and from there it just exploded into I believe I have. 40 or 50 of them now and it's all the different fighters from ufc to pride to i believe elite xc i have one from as well uh some of them are uh in package some of them are still sitting on the uh the shelf and uh amy always calls them my dolls and i was like they're not dolls they're action figures and it's just a running joke that we have. They're not dolls. They are action figures. They have movable parts. They can, I can put them in fighting positions if I want to. And uh, they're not dolls. So uh, that's that's all it is. But, you know, it, it's just oh, boy. I, I could I could sit and talk with uh, actually have a funny story too, to, to still go on with. And, and the one guy that I want to still meet is GSP. And I'll get into that in a second. But um, I, I could sit and talk with an MMA guy from any, you know, any organization. I can sit and talk MMA all day. Uh, I love watching it. I love uh, the art of martial arts. Uh, it's pretty funny. I'm actually going to have a, an amateur martial artist on the show, hopefully in the near future, who has uh, an incredible story and uh, wants to talk a little bit of MMA. So that's going to be uh, interesting as well. And uh, the funny story that I had with GSP is one of the ring girls was actually uh, doing autographs as well. And we were there and uh, we were saying, OK, you know what? Let's get a picture. Let's get an autograph. We're here. It doesn't matter. And there was a GSP cardboard cutout on uh, the fence. And I asked her, I was like, can I have that? And she was like, no, I don't think you can. And I was like, OK, I'll be right back. So we went to the guys in the production truck and I said to them, hey, can we get that GSP cutout? And he was like, you know what? Go ahead. Take it. So I went and I ran over there before anyone else can. And then I found out that it was clipped to the fence. I was like, hey, does anybody have scissors here? And they're like, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, I'm taking this cardboard cutout. And they're like, no, you're not. And I said, oh, yes, I am. Um, and they were like, well, that's not for you to take. These are from the promotion. And I was like, that's right. I went into the promotion truck. The guy in the truck said I can have it. So they ended up radioing the guy in the promotion truck. And he said, yeah, I told him he can have it. So I cut it off of the fence and I folded it up, put it in my trunk, took it home, and now it's standing in my basement. So um, that was pretty cool. But that's the one guy that's eluded me from uh, martial arts that I've always wanted to meet was GSP. And apparently, if you go down to Montreal, you could see him out and about in the malls or uh, shopping or wherever you are. You'll see him from time to time. So I'm hoping that uh, the next time I'm down there, I might run into him. Okay, you're going to have to take a picture of the cutout. Yes, so I have a picture. on uh, Instagram as well. We got to yeah, see I all that stuff. Yeah, A lot of people are interested in UFC, MMA, wrestling, all that stuff. So it seems like he got the juice in that lane. So keep working it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the MMA thing, I can go all day with it. Same as baseball. Um, I would love to meet some more Toronto Blue Jays. I've met a couple uh, back in the day um, that uh, got autographs from, uh, went early to a game, got to meet some of the players. But, you know, I could talk baseball all day long. Uh, usually do that with my neighbor, uh, my friend uh, down the street. Um, it's always a fun time when we get to talk about sports, but we talk about baseball. We're both uh, baseball coaches. Uh, we both played the game for a long time, so I, I uh, enjoy talking about baseball. MMA, I, I am a junkie for that stuff. Uh, I love watching fights. I love uh, reading about fighters. I love, you know, everything about the game. I have encyclopedias on MMA. I have books on MMA. I've bought, uh, you know, Chuck Liddell's book and Randy Couture's book and Matt Hughes' book, and I, I have all of those books, uh, Tito Ortiz's book. Uh, I've 
purchased some of the videos uh, that they have released on their backstories, some of their training videos. Um, so I am an MMA junkie. Love talking about it. Anytime anyone wants to come on and talk MMA with me, you're more than welcome to. So you're like the Canadian affiliate. Yeah. If anybody wants to know anything, just go to Coach Tom. You got so. it. Yeah. Yep. And, and and that's my lane. And like you said, that's my lane. I, I am a, a sports guy. Um, it, it's funny to say that Canadian, uh, that I'm a Canadian and I enjoy watching baseball more than I do hockey. Uh, that's almost blasphemy here in, uh, in Canada. Uh, hockey is our national sport, as is lacrosse, but I, I'm a baseball guy. I uh, rather enjoy watching baseball. I enjoy playing it. I enjoy coaching it. I enjoy talking about it. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, it's funny that you waited in line like eight, 10 hours. I won't even wait in line for a burger, right? <laughs> so I just have no patience for that. You know, people waiting up at the malls for, I don't know, 12, 13 hours for a new smartphone. Give me a break, please. No, that I will not do. Uh, the reason I do wait in line is because I'm not a crowd person. So I, I don't like big crowds. So I figure if I'm there early, I get in there first I get into the line, I get my autograph, I get my picture, I get whatever I want, and I leave uh, um, because I don't like the crowd. So if I'm standing in a line and I'm at the back of the line because I showed up when it's supposed to start, then I'm waiting in line with a bunch of people that I don't know and the crowd that I don't want to be with, and then start people start to get rowdy. Uh, so that's why I'm an early person, because I, I want to get there before everyone else and be out of there before everyone else. Okay, man, let's wrap this one up. Don't forget to find Pod Jerky on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Instagram at Pod Jerky, on Twitter at Pod Jerky. Find us on our website. You can find all of our socials on Linktree or at bitesize.me. Uh, as always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Here we go next! <laughs> Jerky.